Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I am the misery that fills the square Christmas time. Emma. And I'm the Freddy Krueger, come to turn all of Mooby's dreams into nightmares. Connor. So what we got coming up this week, Emma? We have lots of Halloween fun. We have Mystic Moe's Spirit Board. Ooh. And we take another trip to see Denny and Sharon in Mostly (gasps) Ghostly. Yes! Yes! I'm so invested in this storyline, Emma. So invested in it. (laughs) What will we find in this episode of Mostly Ghostly? And of course we have your EastEnders roundup. But first, here's the Halloween jingle. Dun, 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 dun. We'll be working working in in the big. Late one night, when our eyes beheld a soapy sight, the ghost of Den and Mel did rise, and suddenly, to our surprise, they did the mash. The E20 mash, they did the mash. They made the glasses smash, they did the mash. They stole Max's cash, they did the mash. The E20 mash. <laughs> They are family. Tina still fancies Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the morning after it. There's a lot of regrets. <laughs> I mean, Mick's regretting, you know, basically not trusting Linda. Linda's regretting kissing Max. Hashtag Lax. And Tina, well, she's come over for some bacon, some tea, and... Just spill a little bit of tea, hasn't she, Emma? Because she regrets a lot last night as well. <laughs> However, I don't know how she got this from the conversation we make. Well, she's saying that Frankie's kind of said, whoa, no, but she's been giving her all the signals. Now, I don't think she has, Tina. I genuinely yeah, don't think she do has. I. I think she's just been a friend. Yeah. And then Mick's saying stuff and she's like, you're right. She's just shy. I'm going to go and see her. I know. I love that. <laughs> she's like, I thought it was a rom-com. Really, what Mick should have turned around and said to his sister is that, that's a film, Tina. That's a type of film. That's not reality, love. <laughs> you get that? Does she, like, watch TV and, like, movies and think that it's all real? Like, does she honestly think that Doctor Who's, like, saved the world, like, a million times? Imagine! Yeah. Or she'll be like, to me, God, I'm so glad that Harry Potter defeated Voldemort back in 1998 or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's thrilled that that happened. She's like, could you imagine all those muggle bones? We would have... We would have been totally terrorised. You know, like Bradley Walsh is in Doctor Who at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. bet that has warped her mind because yeah, one minute like, he's on the God. chase and next he's, <laughs> he's fighting Cybermen. <laughs> Imagine he's like, she'll be thinking, God, you know, he's very talented. <laughs> what a hero. He's very talented. He's a hero, you know, saved, saved all Christmas, stopped a Dalek. I mean, that would just be hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> I have a feeling that that is how... I mean, Mick's like going to her, no, I'm a little bit worried about Frankie. Like, I, I don't think this is a rom-com teen. It's probably closer to, you know, a slasher film, like Single White Female. We all know how that film ended. Like, you know, we all know about that flipping crazy lady. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Tina did not get that reference at all and took the positives no. out of it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, it was very odd. It's hard to find a positive in someone who's a, like a film about an obsessive woman who's crazy and tries to kill people and things. Yeah, very, very dif- difficult to find the positive, but she did. She did. She did. She did. Yeah. Thinking about it. You know, we have like Geordie Shaw, The Only Way is Essex. Do you yeah. think when Tina watches a rom-com, she thinks it's like that? So she's like, oh, well, <laughs> they're real people. So, they, yes. uh, But there's, you know, the little elements that are constructed Maybe yes, she thinks that's she thinks the like same. She thinks like Notting Hill is just like a posh version of the only way it's She thinks it's like the sequel to Made in Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee that that is how she thinks because I swear Tina actually watches things like, you know, Lord of the Rings and goes, yeah, I tell you what, this history documentary is fantastic. <laughs> Did you know they used to call it Middle Earth? There was little people running around. Elves, fantastic. <laughs> Do you know? It kind of reminds me of my grandma, and you know, my grandma to me has always been fifty-seven. But um... <laughs> but she also, she also always believed anything she watches. You know, Line of Duty. Oh no! Said to me and Ross, I'm not even talking. Said to me and Ross, she pulled pulled her side. She went, tell you what, that Line of Duty is fantastic, isn't it? To think that the the answer tells you. How all these people went down for it, and I was like, "Oh yes, because yeah, it's like a documentary <laughs> style at the end, isn't yeah. it?" <laughs> that was like, yeah, Grandma, but they're not real, Trent. No, but it's based on real life. So those people, they're based on real people. <laughs> Tina's ready for something, isn't she? She's ready to go and see Frankie to tell her how she feels. Just like in a rom-com, Emma. Just like in a rom-com. She's going to go and profess her feelings for her, even though it didn't work out last night. Even though it didn't work out last night. To Tina, Frankie fancies the pants off her. Tina, I think you need to get your traffic lights checked because she's not giving you the green light right now. It's <laughs> not giving you the green light. This is wrong. This is so wrong. When Tina's like, I leave the ball in your court. And Frankie's like, I don't play tennis. I was like, oh my God. This queen just told her she does not play tennis <laughs> and she's still trying to throw the ball in her oh no matter how many times frankie was like no i don't fancy her and all this tina was like you're just shy it doesn't sound like she's shy when she's pretty much telling you to your face <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> you know lockdown did it trigger like a mass like mentality almost of fancying people to the point of being dangerous because Ian has done the exact same thing oh, as yes. Tina it's so weird why does everyone suddenly like well you've given us the signals you've given us a signal what smiling at you being a nice person to you <laughs> sorry I didn't realize that meant come to bed like <laughs> well I work with her you know she's basically inviting us back to her place no Tina that's not what she was doing so today, everyone, let's go and test out the theory. Let's go and smile at people and see what happens. Massive, all of a sudden, there was a crowd of people. I was like, Emma, we'll have to run. They're coming. It's like Grandzilla all over again. <laughs> yeah. I've just had Pink a... Michelle locked the thing. <laughs> Michelle's terrified. One minute we were looking at each other. The next, they were tearing me clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I have just had the strangest moment when we talked about Tina and thinking TV's real. 
Now, yeah. I'm thinking of like TV shows I've watched in the past and like Barney. Does she yeah. think an actual purple dinosaur wanders <laughs> Is she like one of them people who thinks that like, you know, the Ark, like Noah's Ark had dinosaurs on it? Is she like one of them people? It's like that theme park, isn't it, where there's like, there's like all these little like, little humans like milking like stegosauruses and stuff. <laughs> milking? <laughs> Stuff, despite the fact that they're reptiles. <laughs> oh my god, I did not know about that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Why did I have others? <laughs> I love her. That's killed Emma. Emma's gone. <laughs> do you oh. think Tina's like, e, do you remember when Barney was on the ark? <laughs> e, you know, once. There was loads of Barneys, but there's only one left, and we had to keep them in enclosures with loads of children. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have Barney, because he teaches all the kids. He teaches all the kids about the Ark and prehistory and stuff, because obviously none of us were around, but he was. He was. He was about 3 million years old, or 2,000, if she... you believe the, the theme park people. <laughs> She's like, it's a very educational show. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should show She's Ollie. Like, really, this should be on Natural Geographic. This should be on Natural Geographic. What does she think about cartoons? Oh, she thinks that's even more impressive. She thinks they're from a different, like a different universe, I reckon. Or like, you know, like a different part of the world where everyone is a cartoon in 2D. <laughs> she thinks that's Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she definitely thinks that Springfield exists. <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine her like geography? You remember, like everyone's like, "Well, maybe we should teach all the kids at home if it's like lockdown." Um, could you imagine Tina teaching Ollie? Oh, She'd gosh. be like, "So, <laughs> back in the day when God was making Earth, He put Barney the dinosaur down, <laughs> and that's where dinosaurs come from." Then, thanks to Doctor Who. <laughs> crisis that would have caused all of the dinosaurs to go extinct because of the Dalek invasion didn't happen and did you know (laughs) good old Bradley (laughs) and did you know we we might be witches (gasps) oh my god because right Harry Potter he sorted all of our crises (laughs) Voldemort is gone (laughs) Sabrina the teenage witch just blows her mind she's like she's like she's like my god that that witch is allowed to practice magic out in the open without any laws coming at her gosh amazing isn't that man (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed now with this ultimate version that we've created of Tina where she thinks the entire show in all of existence every movie and everything it's all real i'm obsessed with that version of tina now and i will not have anyone say that that's not the real way no i want this tina to be yeah. on eastenders i'm manifesting it now emma i'm manifesting it <laughs> <laughs> so basically even though frankie said listen i don't play tennis love i'm a badminton player even though she said that tina's like <laughs> she likes a mm. shuttlecock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's early enough we can get away with these jokes <laughs> well Tina's like I might just have a little peek on your camera because you know you keep taking loads of pictures of my family clearly you fancy me better some 
bet there's some naughty shots of me in that camera. That's what I was confused about because she was like, looking. she was thinking that. She was going to be like, oh, and you've got any naughty ones to me. But like, that means she was spying through your window, Tina, because you haven't done anything in front of her. (laughs) I do love that. The idea that like Tina's like, I know you were watching me the other night. (laughs) And she's like, I wasn't even in Warfare the other night. You've been watching that documentary too, haven't you? <laughs> the film, Tina. <laughs> Can you imagine she watches Bad Girls and is like, e, you know, my sister was locked up in jail for years. <laughs> Frankie, your mum's apparently coming to join you. I saw her when I was there. <laughs> she was a terrible governor. A terrible governor. <laughs> I just love it because... No matter what Frankie says, Tina just can't say, okay, I get you. She just can't take no for an answer, can she? Oh, no. So she reaches for the camera because, you know, that's totally appropriate, just looking at someone's property, um, going through all their private things. And Frankie pulls the camera and breaks it. Brings us back to my Nemo's point earlier (laughs) in our podcasting. When we said, I think only an episode or two ago, how the heck did that camera survive 10 years? Yes. Like, from when that Ben died or what have you. Why would you have HD photos from 10 years ago? Firstly, camera quality wasn't that good. B, they would need a new SD card by now. Did they have those kind of cameras back 10 years that's ago? Because that's quite a modern it. camera. That's a very modern, that's a very chic camera. And I refuse to believe she just took a photo of a photo because the quality was like, it was... Yeah done on a camera like yeah. properly outside it was like the bonnie baby competition that yeah. wasn't it like i was in the bonnie baby competition yeah 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 oh. it's a for you don't know guys it's this <laughs> um like it's this local competition for the newspapers and it's um, the um, best looking baby cheryl tweedy won it once did she yeah see i would have won it but do you know what happened oh. i broke out in, in a little spot here and oh. it, it ruined ruined my chances oh it ruined your I, career Ruined my modelling career, Emma. God. Could have been a star. <laughs> <laughs> Mother always said you could be a star. <laughs> <laughs> my mum always dressed me in double denim, so I don't think I was ever going to be a star. <laughs> oh, I've seen that photo. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in the baby competition, but I do have oh. some... You know, when, when you're a kid and you have all those like professional shots done of you, with, yeah. like, the, it was always in the forum. <laughs> the yes. Thing, yeah. Yes. So Frankie goes to repair her camera and Mick comes in to have another word with Tina because he's concerned about this Frankie. He's definitely thinking she's nuts. He's um, convinced, convinced that she's got something obsessive with Ollie. So naturally, Linda doesn't think anything of it and just hands the kid over to, to Frankie. As you do. Also, wasn't Ollie meant to be in school? Well, not all of them meant to be in school, but I mean, it's ever yeah. struck Lexi, has it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm at, to be fair, Lexi's ill. Lexi's ill. <laughs> oh, I heard from, heard from Lola. Apparently, uh, Lexi's ill. Did Lola hear from Bella, who heard from Amy? Yes, yes. Right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I should have told, should have specified that first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Mick talks to Linda and finds out that Frankie has taken his kid to the park, naturally he's a little bit concerned because 
just before he was telling Tina how crazy this woman is. <laughs> and Linda has just randomly decided to let this stranger take her child to the park. Can I just say? That's weird. With, yeah. What is with EastEnders parenting? Honestly. Last week she was okay with Frankie taking photos of Ollie and now she's like, now head off to the park with this stranger, <laughs> Ollie. <laughs> It's like, he has his passport, Frankie, <laughs> just in case he decides to take him on holiday. <laughs> I've packed his bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about bringing him back. Bring him back whenever you're ready. Like, honestly, what is with their parenting? So obviously Mick goes and um, tries to get Ollie back because he's he's not okay with that. He's He thinks Frankie's a bit weird. Mm. And... Um, he says to her, although she's lost her brother, it doesn't mean she can latch on to his family. To which she replies, his family are her family. They're family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> well, naturally, I think we were all sceptical like Mick. We were like, nah, this, this chick's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. This chick, we love her, but she's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit like Suki. She's crazy, but you love her. <laughs> Evil, but you love her. No, actually, turns out Frankie was kind of telling the truth. She may be Mick's daughter because she mentions her name, doesn't she, Emma? And Mick's blood runs cold. Katie Lewis. <gasps> Not Katie Lewis! I mean, we don't know who she is. It's a Not bit a like clue. the Callum situation where it's like, oh, you? You? <laughs> and I was like, who? <laughs> yeah again we're a bit like who's katie lewis <laughs> do i know her did i go to school yeah. with her have did i met her before <laughs> to me katie lewis was always 57 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i love i love i love the shock of the katie lewis <gasps> and it was like yeah but who is she we have no idea who she is Mick. <laughs> <laughs> who are you yeah sorry who, who are, are you, you? <laughs> <laughs> so they go and have a little chat about katie lewis so we can find out some more information about who on earth this woman is yeah. and um turns out mick had sent a lot of love letters to her in frankie's eyes frankie said she found a lot of letters saying how much he missed her all the stuff they'd done together and mick just looks like like ill yeah it's panic attacks are back guys but you know don't expect him to be running in the toilet like me and Emma suggested because I don't think they're going to go down that route <laughs> um, they want to keep it clean <laughs> they want to keep it nice and clean nice and clean so we won't have any of that but he definitely is having panic attacks again so it's nice to see that they're revisiting that storyline um so it, it, it's nice to see it's resurrected just in time for a shocking revelation of Frankie's paternity I just love it because he's just standing there clearly distressed. Not even just like shocked, distressed. He's like, <gasps> and Frank is like, you don't love me, do you? And it's like, <laughs> well, I think there's something else going on here, Frankie. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why would he? Because he doesn't know you and he might just think at the moment you're a bit crazy. Yeah, this is quite a bombshell. Mind you, Frankie's way more understandable than most of the kids who do this because, you know, we've had a lot of these paternity reveals. Oh, yeah. And whenever it's revealed and, like, the parents obviously, like, no, I thought they were dead. You can't possibly be my child. Like, 
they always seem to take that really badly. Yes, to be fair, she's been taking it quite well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, remember when, like, Ronnie got revealed, like, Danielle revealed that she was, she was, like, Ronnie's daughter. Yeah. And Ronnie was like, I don't even know you. You evil little child. Things like that, you know, like, all this, like, stuff because she thought she was just being crazy. So Danielle basically ran away and then got killed. And then got run over, yeah. Yeah. So that didn't go down quite well. But this time, Frankie kind of persists. She sticks around, tries to talk to Mick a bit more. I mean, it just keeps making Mick hyperventilate more and more. Um, And I mean, Mick's week just got a whole lot worse because Linda told him about the kiss with Max. So, like, Mick's week's just... It's a week and a half, isn't it? Linda... um, Linda doesn't really tell Matt, uh, tell him the whole truth, though, does she? No, not the but whole truth. Just a little bit of the truth. Max, Max kissed her, but, you know, she totally didn't kiss him back. No. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Of course not, Linda. Don't you worry, love. We'll keep that secret for you. We'll keep that secret for you. <laughs> Hashtag lax. <laughs> <laughs> we hate ourselves for it, but we do hashtag it. Um, after getting the revelation of... Not only his own sudden paternity, but also of Max kissing his wife. Well, Mick has something to say about it, doesn't he? It basically calls Max a predator. Yes, and then threatens yes, to does. glass him. And he says, I've literally wrote that as it calls Max a predator and threatens to glass him. Yeah, I adore that moment because it just made us think back to the moment where Sharon also tried to glass dot. He just it does, it does. Yeah, and he just like, God, everyone's doing it now. Everyone's smashing the glasses on the square. <laughs> you know, I feel like they're taking some advice from Redwater because they were always mm. smashing the glasses. Yeah, well, I also think they must be taking some advice from Redwater because we almost had a Tina and Frankie love affair. True. And now we know, now we know that Mick is potentially Frankie's father. <laughs> Oh, they got bored of the cousins thing. Who wants gay cousins? Let's have lesbian auntie and niece. (laughs) (laughs) And Mick then decides, well, let's move on from Glass and Max. Let's have a fainting spell and a hyperventilating in the middle, in the middle of Whitney's trial. Which is where we'll head next. So Grey has been taken off Whitney's case and Whitney is heading to her trial. Accompanied by no one, because that is just so Whitney, isn't it? No one cares that she's going down for murder. Like, literally, the only person there is poor Sonia, who also is very neglected at the minute. And I will campaign. I will campaign for her to get a good story. Yes, we want a Sonia storyline. We want a Sonia storyline. We want yes. a Sonia storyline. Get the trumpets playing. I want a Stacey Sonia team up against Martin and Ruby. Take oh them God. down. That would be, be everything. Literally. I would love that. She could even play like a trumpet as like Ruby's <laughs> leaving the square and the police car. <laughs> <laughs> Little Julia's theme by our trumpet. <laughs> by Sonia. Perfect. Thank you. I always adore the moments with Tiff and Wit when it's like involving this crime with Leo because just like, oh, I wish I could be there. You know, it doesn't feel right me not being there. We weren't there the rest of the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You weren't there the first time or the second. 
didn't come Sarah in jail. No, like, she didn't. Too busy snogging Kieran's dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> God, right, <boy. laughs> what would Andy snogging... say? <laughs> too busy snogging Keegan's face off. Remember? In the back of his sandwich van. Like, you were too busy doing that. Yeah, she was Mess having a you. grand old time in the back of that van while Whitney's oh, carted I mean, off I, to prison. I, I can't blame her because he's got a fine body. <laughs> Whitney's going to court. A company, and... actually, we have to say she is accompanied by not just Sonia, a special lucky necklace from Stacey. That's true, yeah, magic necklace. I love when they give out those things because remember when Sharon had a magic necklace as well? Yes. Uh, she had a magic necklace and she gave it to Linda. Yes. That's magic necklace. But so it's the necklaces like, you've never seen before. Yeah, completely irrelevant to the storyline. Never existed prior to this. What I liked about this is um, that Whitney. it showed Whitney and Stacey are still very close. So I'm like, stop trying to push a Ruby-Whitney friendship, yeah? Because it's all about Team Stacey. Let's just be real, right? It has never been Ruby and Whitney, right? Never. It has always been the Slaters and Whitney. They've always been very close because Whitney and Kat had a very strong and close relationship. And likewise, she probably also feels she has a very similar relationship with Stacey because of the things that they've all went through as women. And obviously, um, she is Lily's auntie. Exactly. Exactly. So there's all these different connections that weave them together. What we've said together with Ruby. Oh, yeah. Ruby's suggesting she help her business, but then sort of not bothering ever. <laughs> yeah, that's what ties them together. <laughs> yeah, what happened with that? <laughs> Don't worry, Emma. They all look out for each other on this square. <laughs> but but Ruby's going to look after Whitney three years from now. She's too busy right now. <laughs> so off she goes. Oh, it was so sad, wasn't it, Emma? I hate seeing Whitney, like, tortured all the time. I know. But she's having a nice time. She's such a fine Mr. Right. Poor Whitney. And that horrible barrister as well. That horrible barrister coming at her. I know he's the defence, and that's what he's meant, or the prosecution, that's what he's meant to do. But, like, it's still awful, isn't it? So we've got um, Grey. Grey comes along rather than go to his wife's funeral. Yeah. No one thinks that's odd. Apparently that's what everyone in grieving, who's grieving does. Karen questioned it later on, but no one questioned that earlier. Um, anyway, he goes to court and he um, he's shouting, isn't he? He's just shouting from the... And Son- I love Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because it's really odd that, like, like obviously Corona's hit, so uh, me and Emma were torn by this prior to the, the episode. And I was like, wasn't it odd that there was no one there? And then I was like... Coronavirus. They had a <laughs> virtual like, jury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's because this doesn't ever really talk about coronavirus. and There's no real rules about coronavirus on EastEnders. Um, but even so, would they have allowed Sonia to just have a phone and like be chatting away, giving like tiff like updates? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, LOL. I'm like, it's just that, like, like great here. Well, um, I don't think you should have your phone on you there, Sonia. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Gray's behaviour is completely inappropriate, but when has that ever stopped him? So he's just standing up every five minutes and, like, screaming at the prosecution. And he's like, how much are you getting paid for this? How much are you getting paid for this? Tell them, wit, you're glad that he's dead. Yeah, that'll help, Gray. I thought uh, you were working yeah. on a defence. That really helped Whitney's case. And she says that. She says that to Sonia. She's like, well, he pretty much said... 
I'm a murderer. <laughs> I have to say, I loved when Wit was getting like attacked by the prosecution. Mm. And, and it's what always happens with women in court generally, isn't it? Like women are basically um, slut shamed or, you know, made to feel like um, they're the ones responsible for any anything, any reason they're in court. That's immediately what they go for, isn't it? And so... It was nice to say that Whitney didn't just let them like sit there and basically make out that she's responsible for mm. Tony, she's responsible for Leo, she's responsible for our, uh, our failed relationships. And she like hit home. She's like, are you honestly going to turn around and be like, oh, she's guilty of murder because I've got some, ba- I've got some bad relationships. I was like, yes, Queen, man. Yeah, you just annihilate him, Whit. Yeah, she said... Um... Is this the part where you try to make me look bad because I haven't lived my life like a nun? And mm-hmm. aren't we here to talk about Leo, not my past relationships? Um, but she is happy to discuss them. And I was like, yes, you tell them. Go on, go on. Living for this ultra-feminist power here. She's right, Living though. It. She's right. What, yeah, she what's is. her relationship with, like, Lee and Callum got to do with her relationship with Leo? Also, all of those people were, the, like, the bad people in that relationship. Yeah. Callum cheated on wait. Uh, late cheated on yeah. wet <laughs> like also got them in money problems um like tony was an abuser what has any of that got to do with her character so she says lee got depressed and got treatment and then she, i love this bit callum well he lives with his boyfriend now <laughs> and then she says that she's friends with both her exes oh she's friends with them so why is the point of bringing it up anyway loads of people have exes like i don't see why that should have been brought up exactly this is about her provocation in murdering someone, right? What has her relationships got anything to do with that? That has nothing to do with the fact that Leo was flipping, living in her attic and stalking her. That alone should be like, uh-huh. oh yeah, that's weird. That's weird, that isn't it. I love when they're like, Wit's definitely going down for it. Mm. He was living in her attic with a, like, a collection of photos and letters. And they know that. They know what he's been doing. Yeah. They also have loads of evidence that she was trying to, she was constantly in touch with the police. Yes. Um, but this this is how these cases go, and it's it's just awful. It, it is the truth. As she's well, got so it? much evidence, but obviously, it, it's like you say. This is just how it plays out. Unfortunately, for a woman to stand up and defend herself like Wit, I was like, I am well impressed. That is how you do that. So Mick heads to court, as we were saying before. Hero Mick. I mean, he did such a good job last time, didn't <laughs> oh, he? Emma? He was so helpful. Remember when he said he he had a plan. But then when he was talking to her later in the day, he didn't know what to do. Oh. Yeah, I love that. He's like, right, what we're going to do is leave the body here. I know that's mad, but let's leave the body here. We're going to go on that boat party so you've got an alibi. Gets on the boat party, survives the crash. Just can't help your wit. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. You've wasted 24 hours of my time that I could be using to hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, obviously Mick wants to now tell the truth, which is completely different to his statement. And Linda's like, that means you would be going down too, Mick. I think he would actually go down for a lot longer than what Linda was thinking as well, because perverting the cause of justice is one thing, not telling the truth. That's basically just not telling the truth. But what Mick did was he was an accomplice in trying to cover up a crime. That's very different. It's very different. And he could look, like, he would get a good stretch for that alongside Wit. But 
Thankfully, he has a panic attack, doesn't he, Emma? He does. He, uh, he goes straight on the floor, passes out. So he's gone to hospital. Wits basically like, well, all my chances are gone now. <laughs> I'm, I'm screwed, essentially. And her, her lawyer, the new lawyer, basically says the same thing. He's like, not looking good. Not looking good. And she said, just give it to us straight. And Sonia's like, no, wait, you just have to be hopeful. Go have yourself a bath. I mean, that's always Sonia's. <laughs> that's always Sonia's go to us. Hon, you might be up for murder, but, you know, you go relax, have a bath, <laughs> put a face mask on, have a lovely relaxing night. I think we now understand why Bex felt she couldn't tell Sonia <laughs> that she was, like, stressed. Because <laughs> I reckon Sonia's, like, you know, antidote to any of Bex's stress. Just have a bath. Have a lovely bath. That'll that'll make you feel a lot better. You feel a lot better. Don't you worry. Then tomorrow it's a new day. It's a new day. Don't you worry, Wit. Bath will help you not be guilty. I'm like, <laughs> will it, son? Love you, but I don't think it will. So then, Wit's like, I'm going to change my plea to guilty. There's no other option. I've got to. <laughs> So it's a big week for the Panazars. Suki has found Martin's blood on Jags's jeans and she's absolutely furious. How dare he put them in the washing basket to get cleaned? <laughs> Can I just say, I adore the fact, right, that Suki says, like, she's basically slagging off, like, extramarital affairs, isn't she? Well, it wouldn't look good for anyone, would it, if, you know... Karat was with Chantel. I mean, he's better out, better, better off without it, really. An extramarital affair. It's like, hmm. Yeah, but you're totally fine with washing bloody, bloody trousers. I love Suki's moral compass. Love it. It's almost as good as Dottie's. As we say, it's like Dottie. She can do everything. Like blackmailing. She can lie yeah. herself. Um, she hates liars, though. Yeah, liars, disgusting. But drug dealing's sh- fine. Drug dealing's completely fine. It's been like Suki, murder's fine, attempted murder's fine, um, you know, grievous bodily harm, fine. But what you can't do is have an affair with a married woman. That's just too far for her. Too far. Meanwhile, Jags and Habiba, hashtag hags, are playing a bit of footsie at Walford <sighs> East. <sighs> My God, it's- I mean, it's like, it's like hashtag love, IRL. Like, oh. that's what it is, isn't it? It's like... I can't believe she said it, that in a sentence. She, did, she Instead of in real life, she said IRL. And I was like, no. I mean, I think that sums up both of them quite well. That <laughs> sentence, doesn't it? I'm just like, Habiba, how old are you? How old are you? You're about like 30 now, surely. How old are you? No one does that. No one flipping says IRL. <laughs> hashtag IRL hashtag LOL like no one uses like that lingo in real life that's weird that's weird just say it in real life so they're really loved up though aren't they Emma they're really loved up they're so loved up that they've decided to give each other not just pet names but animal names they have oh, it's getting all it's getting all kinky and stuff isn't it Emma I know we they're like a bit of role play we already know Jags calls her, um, calls her his baby bear. Well, apparently. And don't quote us on this, but Denise mm. taught me. Right. Denise taught me well. 
that actually Jags is a Jaguar in bed. No way. Yeah, didn't hear from me though. Didn't, didn't hear, hear from no. me. Right, okay. Yeah, didn't hear from me. I just adore when she calls them her Jaguar, her little Jaguar. I'm just like, I am loving this. I am loving this. Who hashtags Balam anymore? It's all hashtag tags. <laughs> <laughs> and she also called him her BB bear. What's that mean? What's a BB bear? Yeah, is that one of them beanies? Because I like, thought. Is, is that, like, not <laughs> oh, do you remember them? Yeah, Your beanie babies. Do you, oh. do you remember? Everyone was obsessed with them. Do you remember? Everyone collected them as well. Yeah, and do you remember when they came out in McDonald's toys as well and you, you had to collect yeah. them ones? Oh, fun yeah. times, fun times. I just I just love how we, uh, like, you know, childhood obesity was such a problem when we were younger. And then you look back and you're like, well, that's probably why. They kept on giving toys out with McDonald's. <laughs> so if he calls her baby bear, she calls him BB bear. Because that came, that came up on the subtitles on iPlayer. Yeah. So did they just accidentally write BB and they both say Baby Bear? Or is there a thing called Baby Bear? Yeah, that is odd. Why does she call that? Why does she use that? Is it like her version of like an Instagram version of that? You know how she goes like IRL? Is that like BB Bear? <laughs> <laughs> is she like abbreviating Baby Bear? <laughs> but I'm making it just so soft. confused. But Igra thinks they're cute. She does. I love Igra because she goes, I'm not blind. And I'm like, thank you. Someone finally acknowledges the fact that it's clear that they are having a relationship. I don't get how no one noticed. <laughs> no one else has spotted that they're like cozied up together. When did Jags ever like become best friends with her? When did she ever like hang out with Jags? That's never happened. <laughs> and yet suddenly after lockdown... He's in our kitchen, they're chilling, they're, you know, having a bit of exercise and stuff. They're like, always all together, moments, yeah. I'm just like, how did no one pick up on that? <laughs> well, Ikra did, and she approves. So, Habs thinks it's time. Time they come out. I was like, oh my God, imagine that. Both of them decide, actually, we're just going to be honest with each other. I'm a lesbian, and you're gay. <laughs> 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 so Habiba wants to go public now it was originally Jags wanting to shout it from the rooftops oh he wanted to declare his love didn't he Emma he did but now now he's feeling a bit ooh, about it because because of mm. Suki and he at first he thinks she means Instagram official because you know as soon as you post a picture on Instagram that's more official than telling everyone obviously but she's obviously. like no in IRL in real life Hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> we're not touching on it ever. We're not, not touching that with a barge ball. <laughs> and he agrees. They're gonna tell his family. They're gonna tell everyone. They're gonna shout it from the rooftops. They're in love. <laughs> I love that Jags and his family have a group chat. So he messages it, doesn't he? He's like Message away. Let them all know. Meet me at the pick in five minutes. Apparently no one works because they all just leave their jobs. Yeah, they're uh, all there. Yeah, they're all there. <laughs> you know, Ash is very busy helping save the world or something, but 
seems to always be available for these little family get-togethers. I mean, it's it's a global pandemic on at the moment, and yeah. um, she's never at work in the hospital. <laughs> she's yeah, always wandering around the Everyone square. did their claps. Flipping, you've been slacking off. That's what you've been doing. Sonia's had to pick up all your shifts. She has. No wonder we never see her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sonia's hard at work, that's why. So they all gather, don't they? I love it. It's like the witch's coven. They all gather around. And Jags, Jags introduces his girlfriend, Habiba. And so she brings Suki a gift, a wonderful gift, a cupcake. You know, normally when you, like, go around to see, like, the in-laws for the first time or the folks for the first time, wouldn't you, like, bring something a little bit more substantial than just one cupcake? <laughs> just one for you, no one else. Yeah. None for you. It's like um, Glenn Coco. <laughs> and none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> and none for Ash Panazar. <laughs> yeah, that is basically it, isn't it? And she's the one she's totally on board. She's so she's cool. loving it. She's like, oh, this is so cute. Finney's like, it's a jewel. He's like a yeah. moody teenager in the background. And then Suki. Well, Suki. <laughs> hmm. Mother of the year, isn't Shema? Well, yes. Just loves her family. She'd do anything for her family, including stitching up one of her sons for a crime he didn't commit to break up his relationship because <laughs> she doesn't approve. She hates this whole relationship so much. She decides, I'm going to tell the police because they, they've come to see her earlier in the day and they've said, we've got no evidence, you know, we're going to uh, we're gonna close the case about Martin Fowler and this whole robbery business. Uh, well, Martin doesn't care. Martin's on his holidays. So, uh, you know. <laughs> He's gotten over that trauma very quickly. <laughs> he has, he has. It's like Ruby got over bankruptcy. And, yeah, uh, me, yeah, isn't that? I think something in the water. Something in the water. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so she decides, oh, you know what? I hate this relationship so much. I am going to stitch him up. I'm going to go back to that detective and I'm going to tell him Jag's done it. Wonderful mothering. <laughs> Such a supportive family they are. You know when like people say like, oh, you know, your parents don't have favourites. I think we can tell who's not Suki's favourite. <laughs> who's definitely not a favourite. Because Jags basically just gets put down for like attempted murder slash salt. It's just like, well, it's all right. At least, at least Finny won't go down. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You would think Karat's a favourite because Shaw says he's the head of the family. But I think the amount of... St- effort she's put into protecting Vinny. It's quite obvious Vinny is the favourite. Who's the youngest? Is Vinny the youngest? Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Has it been established? I don't know if it's been established. I think he might be. If he's the youngest, that makes quite a lot of sense because he's probably still the baby to, to Suki. Mm. That's probably what it is. Poor Jags. Never, never gets a look in, does he, with her? And then I mean, she hates Habiba so much she like, doesn't even eat that cake. No. And um, let's be real. If we were handed a cake, even by our mortal enemy, we'd probably eat it. But would you in the world of coronavirus? Well, actually, probably not. <laughs> not, not in the current climate, Emma. <laughs> not if it was a plague. Maybe Suki was just looking out for herself there, like, oh, God. Yes. I mean, it's a pandemic on love. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if she sneezed or coughed yeah. into that? You don't know. So... Suki's done it. And Habs, who despite being hashtag blessed, (laughs) 
is clearly not blessed because the police arrive and they drag flipping jags into the back of that car and away into the distance his beautiful love line his beautiful storyline of love and romance just drives off to Zema drives off into that sunset <laughs> so sad did you find it weird that Suki decided to sit the family down and lie about the evidence and say that they saw Vinny on the camera and then say Jags had to step up for the family for once and by going to prison. Yeah, I mean, she's got a very interesting parenting technique, doesn't she? It's very odd that Suki's just like so okay with her children going to jail because that'll help. That'll help help out the family. And also it's even more weird that the kids were like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, they're all chill about it. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see him at Christmas. <laughs> Ash is like, well, I've got other things on, so, you know, mean it. I'm going to catch a movie later. Vinny's uh, like, well, I'm in the clear. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Ash is like, well, I don't need a lie anymore. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking of Ash, she goes to see him. Yes, because Suki suddenly realises that actually her going to see Jags might provoke him and not help the situation. <laughs> and on our way, who does she see? Just his baby bear. The leading activist on the square. You know, she gives £3 to Ofsted every month, Emma. Ofsted? Ofsted. <laughs> she loves education and school so much. <laughs> She's just a big fan of Ofsted. <laughs> oh god Habiba keeps this country going she does she does <laughs> Make sure all those kids get their education even if they're bringing drugs into school <laughs> she's the reason Walford Primary's still going even after all that scandal because she is so passionate she always donates to UNICEF every month. I ever. love how you got UNICEF. I don't know why I went to Ofsted. Animals? Schools? <laughs> totally different. She's a dedicated, isn't she? She's a dedicated activist. Oh, her baby. Dedicated. So much so, Emma. She's got a whole social media campaign sorted. And I didn't want to say anything. I wanted it to be a surprise for our listeners. But Habiba personally hired us to put the word out she that has. Jax is innocent. Free, Free the Jaguar! Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get those shirts. We're going to yep. print them off. Everyone, everyone out there, get them shirts. Get them on. Get them shirts. We're all meeting, she's got plaques and everything, and we're all going to meet, and we're all going to go down to the court, and we're going to stand outside, yep. obviously socially distancing. Yeah. And we're going to shout, free the Jaguar. Yes, we are going to prove that it was Ruby. Ruby did this. <laughs> <laughs> we know the truth. Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so how did you get those T-shirts done in so little time? Considering it had like... It was a work of art. It had his actual face on it. Quite well done. And then it had like... Yeah, I just don't understand how she got that in such short notice. But 
Great work, great work. I think she's a very, she's got more talents than we, we've ever given her credit for. Guess who's back in the house? It's Habiba P.I. Because all of her other cases have been so successful. Yeah, I mean, She look, was on uh, Rainey's was... for an hour. Yeah. Uh, the Ian one a while ago, that didn't go down well. No, because uh, he figured, he out figured that out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm sure this one will be a bigger success. <laughs> but don't worry, because we've already seen her skills in action. How does she get the police officer to stop driving away with her jags? How does she get a little bit of time with her jags? Well, it's easy. She flirts with him in the most ridiculous way I think you could have possibly ever flirted. Do you go to the gym? Oh, my God. You work out so much, I can tell. Habiba, that's not convincing anyone. If that convinced him, he's watched too much pornography. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm just waiting for the to kick in. I love it because she goes up to the window and Jags is like, no, I'm going to take it for the family. I'm guilty. I'll go down. She goes to the window, doesn't she? And she's like, but Jags, if you go to jail, what about the marriage? And she pulls out a ring, an actual wedding ring, guys. <laughs> They've been dating for like a few months. An actual wedding ring. We were talking about the ring earlier, weren't we? Eee, the ring. I love it. It looked like, like, I didn't want to say it, but like a very effeminate ring. And I was like, is she, has she gotten herself a ring for herself? I think so. I think she was going to, because obviously he was going to prison. So, yeah. well, at least for the time being anyway. And yeah. um, until she could free the Jaguar. <laughs> and I think she went like, will you marry me and then she would put that ring on and she would have that yeah so really she's just proposing to herself yeah she could have saved everyone all the time and just did it in the mirror (laughs) (laughs) you agree to marry me and i'll wear this ring (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're in cuffs you're in cuffs love (laughs) nothing says love and marriage sustainable loving marriage like a car side engagement. Oh, in in a uh, uh, police car. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know when you say like, oh, it was so romantic when he got down on one knee. You can't even really do that with her because she'd be like, <laughs> well, it wasn't that romantic because actually it was in the back of a car and then I had to propose to him. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of car was he in the back of? Oh, just a police car because he was going to jail for... Um, grievous bodily harm. <laughs> Can you imagine telling people that story? Be like, oh, okay. So she goes and confronts Ash because she's going to get to the bottom of this. She's Habiba PI, who's had lots of successful cases. And Ash is like, he's not in any danger. And she's like, you know something. She knows that Ash is involved somehow because she's been speaking to Ash. And also, Ash is terrible absolutely terrible at covering up for our family and i don't get ash she's like i'm protecting my family when you came to the square you hated them you're trying to get away <laughs> from them then you loved them and then apparently ikra was the problem and then you hated them again and they were just too much and you need to get away from them but now you're supporting your family again yeah <laughs> i love when her and jags had a conversation and like ash was like no you can't do this and he was like listen ash 
you save people's lives. I don't do anything like that. I was like, well, she's never saved anyone's life. <laughs> she's never, well, never saved a life. She's never worked. She's like Lola. She's never at work. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, God, that woman. What does that woman even do now, Lola? I've never seen her once in a hair salon. She was a showgirl. <laughs> she was but then it dried up after coronavirus mother always said she could be a star star like i just love it because like with ash she's not actually helping anyone in this situation how is she helping her family when she's dobbing some of her family in and like having them take the fall also how does she know Jax is going to be all right he's quite a soft character mm. in jail people like that get absolutely eaten up you know it's how really Conan a... knows this? It's because he's watched that documentary, Bad Girls. That'll be how. Tina's Tina's a shudder. Because her that's what happens. Tina, Ikran, Ash, they all have a little get together. You know how they all they live do together. They watch the documentaries that they watch the yeah. documentaries, Bad Girls, Prisoner Cell Block Eight. Yes. Like, you know, they do all of them. Prison break. Love like, the, oh, the, that bad. I hear they love prison break. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real good prison that. It's real, you know. Real, you know. So Callum's definitely coming for corrupt Jack's job position, isn't he? He's coming after that corrupt pillar of the square position. That's why Jack's so angry with him. And he's constantly trying to get him off the case because Jack was the corrupt police officer. Now it's going to be Callum. And he's jealous. And what will Jack have once he's no longer useful in that department? Because, I mean, all he does for the police is get tea. <laughs> He's actually just the intern. Yes, that's what it is. Well, Callum's been getting some inside information, and don't worry, Emma. It will not look suspicious that Callum's looking up absolutely everything to do with the adopted family. Won't look suspicious at all. Apparently, no, him no. accessing no. files to do with parking tickets and and any sort of criminal records. Where did they go to school? What did they eat? Where did they live? None of that. That's fine. They're in their history. I think I saw this on an episode of 24 Hours in Police Custody and the man who did that ended up becoming a corrupt police officer and getting arrested. So I don't imagine that Callum's going to get away with this. Still, it looks like uh, that's where it's going. So Dodgy DI's back and he wants Callum to wear a wire. Oh my God, how creepy was he when he was like so excited about Callum having to undo his shirt? Do you know what was really flipping weird is when Callum's like, what's well, so supposed to be like a spontaneous? Meaning, we all know what that means. We all saw the scene. It was very, very erotic in the the car lot. We all saw that scene. That's what he's referring to. Those moments when him and Ben just can't restrain their passions and end up tearing each other's clothes off. Understandably, it would be a little bit awkward if Ben tore his shirt off and suddenly... There was a wire recording everything. <laughs> Imagine if he was just like, no, Ben, it's not what you think. I'm actually into audio pornography. I was going to say it's like a sex tape, but the audio version. <laughs> no, like Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff. He's doing an audio describe. <laughs> but that DI was so excited, wasn't he? He lifted up his shirt and he was like, yes. Can't wait to stick this onto him. I'm like, keep your grubby, creepy little hands away from Callum. So he also, when Callum's starting to have doubts, I mean, it's a bit late for that now, Callum, but, like, starts to have doubts. And the DI tells him, Phil's a bad man, remember. He's a bad man. 
ruthless. He's ruthless. Yeah. So are you a bit though, aren't you? Because <laughs> you've had Callum like do a number of illegal shady stuff. Yeah. And also like wear a wire despite the fact that it could break up his relationship and also bring harm to him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Don't worry though. After getting wired up, Calm is back just in time to polish Lexi's shoes so they'll be sparkling. You know, Ahia, her mum, said she could have been a star. (laughs) 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 And I mean, she's fab because she just runs around being like a bratty child and that that is exactly what I think any child of Ben Mitchell's would be. You're like screaming from a set, Daddy! Like, that is what I imagine his kids to be. Ben realises that Callum is now a, a Mitchell. Never thought he would be a full-on Mitchell and working for Phil. But Callum wearing his wire is a bit suspicious, isn't he? Because he just goes and pretty much asks Phil a lot of questions while following him round. Mm, yeah. Um... <laughs> And then also makes it a very big deal that, like, he does so. And he talks about Raymond and talks about things that are on the wire deliberately. <laughs> I also had that feeling Phil knew. It was a look they gave each other, like, yeah. like Callum's kind of hinting, like, I'm doing something here, right? Like, I still believe that maybe they're, like, double, it's like a double crossing thing. So, like, he, maybe he's told Phil what he's up to, so he's doing it well. What we also hope he's doing. He's doing it for the DI, but he's actually helping Phil. But at the same time, who knows? (laughs) When you say it, this week, we found out that the bug that he put in the arches isn't picking up anything, but just dodgy sounds. Mm. Makes me wonder, is that deliberate? Yeah. So that him and Phil have concocted a plan outside of it. We never truly saw what happened to Danny as well no but apparently the the di later does say that he has on record for something that hasn't been picking anything up (laughs) at all (laughs) he has callum beating up danny but how could he see that how does he know it's callum i wonder if this is going to be like a three-way yeah that's true you couldn't ever prove that (laughs) um this is going to be like a three-way stitch up i think that Phil, Danny and Callum have come to some sort of arrangement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're coming for the guy who wants all of them. That's a good idea, actually. But could Mm. Phil ever forgive Danny for deafening Ben? I don't think he would, but I think... But yeah, I guess when it comes to the police, I guess Phil would would turn like that, yeah. The enemy of my enemy kind of thing, isn't it? I think that would be a good idea. I hope that, yeah. I I like that. that is what they go with. Because last time we had this theory, like we had a level like this, like of a theory, it was like, Danny's definitely going to record Sharon confessing the affair. And then (laughs) he's going to play it like proper Stacey Slayer style. And it'll be like a whole, another Christmas, never happened. Never happened. completely wrong. We never actually, we thought, Massive storyline for Denny that we had planned. They decided to just kill him off. Dead. (laughs) Massive storyline, dead. (laughs) So, So, yes, we ever do get carried away on our theorising. So, don't don't take our word for it. That might not happen. We don't have any insight, boss. (laughs) Um, But, back to the 
the Mitchells, isn't it? Lexi's performance was apparently amazing. So amazing that Phil went out and got her a special present. Special present. Like a five-pound Barbie doll. It's one of those really cheap Barbie <laughs> it was dolls. It a cheap Barbie, wasn't it? Bargain bin Barbies. They're the ones They're you find ones, in the like, yes. shop. Yeah, they're like <laughs> the really, really cheap version of Barbie where the only similarity is it's a doll with blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> we've all like had one. We've, paint. <laughs> we've all had one. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't, but yes. <laughs> I'm not that kind of gay, guys. I was very much into very masculine things despite my voice. I'm talking to my fellow Barbie friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> Barbies. <laughs> Just me and my fellow Barbies who can't answer back to me. <laughs> They've all like, lined look. up. I just look behind Emma, there's all these in the boxes. Dolls. <laughs> Still in the boxes, worth money. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Grandpa Phil has he's went out especially to get her that Barbie because he loves her so much. I mean, he did also miss her performance to like, go and go see and Raymond his, his <laughs> child who like he's just basically lurking outside the window again Ellie doesn't say a thing nope. walks straight past thinks it's completely normal <laughs> no one cares in the hospital it's all good no one cares no one cares but Callum's feeling guilty now isn't he yeah seeing the way Phil is with you know Lexi here and how Ben talks about Phil with Denny he feels guilty and so he goes to do what he should have done all along. He says he can't do this anymore with the DI. It's over. Turns out the DI is dodgy as heck and has not authorised any of this. Which this we, is all guessed. Illegal. we guessed. We um, guessed that he was dodgy mm-hmm. and that he just I had mean, a thing for Phil. Yeah. Um. Like we said, he's threatening to expose Callum for the assault on Danny Hardcastle. find that a little bit difficult because unless Danny Hardcastle comes back into the country when he's wanted for crimes, mm, I don't think he's going to return. <laughs> it's pretty good that the audio that wasn't picking up anything picked that up. Yeah, and it's so clear that you can hear that it's Callum doing it. <laughs> yes, like the no Callum and Phil were there because all their voices were heard. Mm. I get that. So proof it was Callum hitting Danny. It could have been Phil. Exactly. Could have been anyone. Could have been, could have been a third person yeah. there. Could have been There's a silent evidence. party. <laughs> or could have just been Danny hitting himself. Exactly. <laughs> he could just be a sadomasochist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything's illegal. Um, he's now illegally bugged the archers. Mm-hmm. He's um. His wires illegal. His wires illegal. He's... But to be fair, he didn't want to wear that anyway. So like. Yeah. True. Um, all the things he did with Phil, they're for Phil, like, you know, yeah. obviously part of this investigation, looking up Raymond's family and stuff. I did all love, that. I, illegal. I did love when Callum said, um, so I'm not undercover. And it's like, no, bless your heart. No, <laughs> like you've only <laughs> just started the job. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you've been used, Callum. You've you, been used. You've only been on the job a little while, like a week. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's been on the job a week and he's like, I'm now an investigator, an undercover investigator. Sleep a cell, Callum. Like, come on. We love you, Callum, but come on. Not even you are that good to like, to like rise that high. <laughs> Warfare today, tomorrow, MI5. 
So yeah, uh, it could be Ben and Callum going to prison now. Well, all three apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like all of them are going down. He's after the lot. Full royal flush. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for this week's Slippin' Dan. And it will be going to Suki for pretty much destroying her own family and sending her son to prison for something he didn't even do. (laughs) Now it's time for our Hero of the Week and it goes to Sonia. Because she seems to be the only person who even cares about Whitney. I don't know, even Grey cares now. <laughs> it's just like, nah, I'm off the case. Bye, Whit! <laughs> As Sonia was our Hero of the Week, we will be rating out with Sonia's. And we will be giving this week's episodes 3.5 Sonia's. I mean, I think it was an alright week. I think it was an all right week, but it was a bit of a middle of the road week for me. Yeah, I get that too. Yeah, I was thinking it's it, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the previous weeks. But yeah. it was still good. It was just kind of yeah, it's like the easy. It was stuff. an easy watch. Yeah, it's nice easy. The watch. mixed stuff I liked. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the mixed stuff. I don't know that I enjoyed as much the Callum and Di stuff. I enjoyed the Jag stuff. The Slaters, I didn't quite understand why they were in this week, to be honest. There was not a lot going on there other than Kush's gambling addiction. It felt like there was a lot of little stories put in mm. for only tiny little moments. Yes. Um, but so they didn't really progress through the week, which kind of just made it go down a bit for us. But other than that, still a good week. Yeah, still a good week. Welcome to Mystic Moe's Spirit Board. Every week, me and Emma are going to use the Ouija board that Mystic Moe was kind enough to lend us to try and contact some of those much beloved and much hated daddy standers. We're going to reach out through the ether and pluck some words and names and try to figure out who we are making contact with. So this week, I have the board in front of me and it will be telling me words to to say to Emma for clues, clues for her. And then all Emma has to do is guess who those clues point to. So, without further ado, let's begin. So the spirit board, it's, it's moving around now, Emma, and it's going... It's going across along. Yeah, it's spelling out bright eyes. Oh. Does that, does that mean anything to you there, Emma? It does. It reminds me of a, um, a funeral on the square, actually. Right. Um, well, well, we can always look for another clue if that'll help. Right, okay. And... Oh, it's spelling out... Doctor Who, Weeping Angel. Right. Well, that's, an, that's an odd odd message to come through. Very specific, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. Oh, 
And one last thing, Emma. Ah! That's what just spelled out. Oh, gosh. Oh. Does that make any sense to you there, Emma? Do any of those those clues? Yeah, that sounds like a very traumatic fall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it just went to yes. It's clearly her her last words. Abby Brannan. Yes, it's just gone straight to yes there, Emma. Well done. So, because you were so good at communicating with the spirits, I have got such a surprise for you. You're going on an afterlife tour to visit all the greats. You're going to go and have a drink with Pat and Frank. (gasps) You're going to sing a song with Sylvie. (gasps) And after that, you're going to go swimming with Lance. No way. It's my turn with the Ouija board next week. So who will be talking to us then? Welcome back, listeners, to Mostly Ghostly. I'm Denny Akura, famous psychic medium to the stars. And I'm Sharon Fielding, paranormal investigator. This year, we are in lockdown, so Denny will contact me whenever he feels a spirit come into him. Or I'll give him a call if I hear something strange in the neighbourhood. He will then guide me round my new home, the Vic, over FaceTime. Oh my God, what was that? Oh my God, I'm going to ring Denny. That's so weird. Denny, pick up, pick up. Hello? Yes? Yes? Yes, Sharon? Can you hear us, Sharon? I can hear you, Denny. Uh, So, something's happened. I was in the barrel storage, just, just looking for something, and one of the barrels, it moved. Right. Right. And I feel like right. there's something in here. I can just sense it. I can just sense it and I know. And I just know that you will know who it is. Right. Well, I'll have to get onto one of my spirit guides. So, so I, just, I just have a sensation of, uh, just a bit of a, a sense right now. I just have a bit of a sense. There's a lot of energy coming from you, Sharon. Coming from you. A lot of energy. Oh, oh my God. A lot of energy. Are they behind me? Are they next to me? I feel, I feel like there's been a lot of murder. Like a murder here. I don't. I need one of my spirit guides, Sharon. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna contact one of them. If you don't remember, or you're new to us, Denny is usually joined by a spirit guide. Sometimes it's a dinosaur called Barney, who sadly became extinct. Other times. It's the Dark Martin storyline trying to come through for one last shot of stardom. That one really possesses him. It's Dark Marvin! It's Dark Marvin! Oh, sorry, Sharon. I don't know what came over us. It's that storyline. It's that story. Don't worry, Sharon. I've got rid of him. Because tonight we're going to be joined with my spirit guide, who's thankfully come through right now and pushed the Dark Martin story aside. It's Patches. Patches the ghost. Yes! Patches is back. Patches, yes. And for you who don't know, Patches is the Edwardian chimney sweep who died when his ma kept dirty in the water. Right, right, right. Right, Patches is telling me now, Sharon. Patches is telling me now. Oh, what's that, Sharon, behind you? Oh, my God, what? Oh, sorry, it was just a bit of cobweb. Just a bit of cobweb. Sorry, that's my fault. That's my fault. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you there, Sharon. What's your name, Lepper? What's your name? Mary Lovestick! Yes! Yes! Get her office! Get her office! Get her office! Get her office, Patches! Get her office! Right. There's a lot of dark energy here, Sharon. A lot of dark energy. It's oppressive. Yes. A lot of crime happens here, Sharon. Yes. A lot of crime. A lot of pain. A lot of pain. Back pain, mostly from trying to carry those barrels. A lot of pain. There's one one spirit that's come through very strong. Very strong now, Sharon. Daddy? Danny, are you okay? Danny? You've probably ruined the whole of my life. Oh, oh, oh. oh I don't know. Who was that, Patches? Who was that? Danny, do you need a moment? Are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm fine, Sharon. Thank you. I'm fine. Oh, my God. It's moved again. It's moved. Did you see that, Denny? Yes. 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 Yes, I've moved. Yes. Yes. I'm getting a feeling that there's a, a very large presence here. Very large presence. Not in size. Not in size. But in spirit. It was a large man. Larger than life. I'm going to try and think. He used to own the Vic, Sharon. He's saying this was his pub. This is where he came after he died. After he died, he came back here. Back here for Pat. Pat! Yes. Denny, our producers have just texted, because I, I warned them about this. And I said, right. we might be doing an impromptu episode. And they've said that there was an owner of the Vic. Right. Called Frank? Yes! 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 Frank! This was his pub. His pub. And he was meant to get the mulled wine. He was meant to get the mulled wine. And then he accidentally left the letter. And and, and little more, little more, properly ruined the whole of his life. E, e Sharon. Yeah, they're saying he was a big character on the square. And that yes. he had... An affair with a woman called Pat and a and a well-known lady. Actually, we seem to have a photo of her up in the Vic, actually. A Peggy Mitchell. She... Oh, Denny, Denny. Get out of my pub! Get out of my pub! Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. Oh, wow. Oh, was that sorry. Peggy? Was that Peggy? I feel like that, that was a very female presence there. Very, feel like she's a very nice lady, very genteel lady on the outside, but she's got the fire in her belly. I she's feel a like... a very fiery woman. We've met Peggy. I feel like we've met Peggy before when we came here. Yes. 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 She's one of many spirits in there. Many spirits. There's another spirit here, Sharon. Another one? Another lady. She's a, a larger lady than Peggy. 
She's a very nice lady. Very nice. Oh, well, that's not very nice. She just said... <gasps> Did you hear that? Did you see that? Oh, oh my... Oh, a glass oh, just smashed. Oh, yes. that, that's her... That's, that's, that's her, Sharon. That's Peggy Mitchell. She just smashed that glass because Patricia Butcher... Patricia Butcher has just came in. <gasps> she's just oh came God. in. And she's wearing... Well, it's hard to describe it. She's dressed a bit like someone who's in a bowling alley. She's wearing like one of those bowling alley t-shirts. And she's showing us around, Sharon. She's going, this is my pub. This is my pub. She's showing us into her life now, Sharon. I'm seeing her house. I'm saying, it's got the stink of Frank. That's what she's saying. She's saying it stinks of Frank. It's got the stink of Frank all over it. Everything. I can say a whole house. Do you know what's even stranger, Sharon? The strangest thing about it, the curtains, I'm looking at the curtains right now, and the curtains, they're like the wall. They match the wall. Does that make sense, Sharon? Yes, our producers have actually just texted to say that, that, that Peggy and Pat didn't get along, but did end up friends. Right. And right. Pat was known for not only her earrings, but her wallpaper matching her curtains. They right, said... Yes. What happened is when Pat and Frank had an affair, apparently Patricia was already married to Roy. However, she always felt 16 when she was with Frank. 57 was everyone else. 57 was me, Nan. Oh, she just came in. Was Sharon, did you hear that? That was, oh my God. Can we do that again, Patches? Can we come get her back, Patches? Pat, Pat, come, come back to us, Pat. Come back to her, Pat. Come back. We want to talk to you. We're not wanting any harm. We just want to talk to you. They should rename this place the Slapper Cat. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Okay, um, well, what's expecting that from Pat? You cow. Oh, <gasps> oh she's, she's got a lot of pent up, pent up feelings about this place Sharon her and Peggy like you said they were friends but they weren't friends at the same time they were like a pair of schoolgirls. yes a pair of schoolgirls fighting over this one man but I, there's another spirit here another one man. <gasps> another there's so many they're all congregating there the lights are going on and off have you seen <gasps> that Denny oh yes Sharon the lights have got that's is this, be is Roy. this him Roy that'll right, be Roy. Roy Roy's here Yes, Roy's here. I can feel Roy. Yes. And he wants to let everyone know. He wants to let everyone know that Pat is a filthy Oh, that, oh, Roy. Oh, gosh. And that actually, Frank was the love of his life. Oh, Oh, that's sad, isn't it, really, Sharon? Um, Actually, I got another text. Our producers have have been keeping them up to date. Our producer said that Roy tried to run Pat over, but he was in love with Frank. Yes. So I feel like there's some sort of love square going on here. Yes. And I think you're getting quite a lot of it. You're getting a lot of energy here. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. It's just so much energy. energy. I can feel... I can feel the car steering wheel in between my fingers. Yes. I can feel. I can feel it. 
Get out the way, Pat! Oh, oh, he almost ran over Peggy as well. And what he didn't let everyone know was the reason why. It was actually, he wanted to be with Frank. He wanted to be with Frank and couldn't tell people. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it, Sharon? Ter- oh, Sharon, I don't want to frighten you, but the other ghosts are just gone. Denny? No, no, it doesn't. Who is it? Oh my God, the barrel's moved. Denny, I can't get in touch with... He's not answering his phone. Denny? Denny? And that is when our night came to a close. Again, Denny just seemed to disappear. As we said last time, it could be the ghosts. Or it could just be the gremlins of FaceTime. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. This week we have a special announcement and sponsorship from Habiba P.I. Jags is innocent, and if you are innocent too, then help us free Jags, the beloved Jaguar of Habiba's life. Come join us on freethejaguar.com. I curse you. Curse the lot of you.